Good morning. Did I get you guys? Are you there? <laughs> I I know it's the evening. I was just checking to make sure you guys were all in the same spot. Cool me. I, is it is anybody getting uh getting kind of out of sorts with our uh, with our schedule at all? Um, I I know we are. I woke up the other morning. I looked at Sally. And I'm like, wait, what day is it? Because <laughs> I'm not not used to this cycle. I'm not used to this pattern. So, um. Man, good evening. Welcome. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'm excited. I got Stefan here. I'm going to introduce him in just a minute and let him share a little bit about uh, his life, uh, what he's doing, and and why he's here joining us tonight. Um, I'm excited about it. Uh, Stefan and I have had a couple of conversations about the Lord from time to time in your living room yep, and yep. and here at, at church. Um, and so I'm I'm just thrilled that you you accepted the invite and are Thanks joining me tonight. Me. So yeah, I'm lo- really looking forward to it. A um, couple of key things that we want to give you for announcements. First of all, let me just say thank you very much. Uh, this body is an amazing, amazing group of believers. Uh, it's just been overwhelming today uh, as Julie and I have had the privilege of watching food come in for the food bank for us to be able to take care of people uh, and the needs that are growing in our community. So thank you for that. Uh, please continue as God lays it on your heart to bring food um, and contact, communicate with Julie um, uh, when when that's going to be. And I think right now we're, we're shooting for Wednesdays. Uh, right now is the plan for her to be here and available uh, to have those doors open to, to let people in to, to bring in food. So thank you so much for that. Uh, what a gift it is to serve with you and to watch the generosity of your guys' hearts expressed and, and overflow uh, in this way. Second thing is, uh, we are going to uh, try to do a communion uh, in a little bit of a virtual way this next week. So I want to encourage you uh, to get uh, some bread and some juice, have that available uh, for this Sunday morning uh, as we gather at 10 o'clock here online. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go through and, and do communion together. If you'd like to join us in that setting, please do that. If you need help getting those items, please email us or call us here at the office, and we will find somebody to help uh, get to the store and, and make sure you have what you need. Um, if for any reason, and it's totally okay, you feel like you want to wait until the, the church is back together and assemble as a body here in the church, then I want to encourage you to go ahead and wait. Um, we believe that God's going to um, make a change to this at some point, right? And and we're going to be gathered back here partying uh, better than ever uh, as a church here uh, together at some point. So either way, whichever way you are the most comfortable or how you'd like to partake in that, we want to provide that opportunity. Um, I will have a, a document or, or something in the notes on our webpage uh, with a passage or two uh, around communion, different passages you can read um, if you want to do that as a family and have that for yourself. But this coming Sunday, we plan on doing communion together. Let me remind you, and I know I probably don't have to, but it's Easter Sunday, um, and so it'll be the first time in 47 years of my existence on this earth of never of not being in church together with other believers on an wow. Easter Sunday. Yeah. Pretty incredible. I, I think it's the first time uh, that I can remember. So in just out of celebration for that, I'm dressing up and I'm asking all of you to dress up. And if you're comfortable with that, would you please take a picture of your family or, or whoever it is that's with you watching the service on Sunday? And if, if you're okay with it, send it to us or, or, or put it in on the Facebook um, app or link there that, that where you can make your comments and let us see those. Um, we'd love to possibly even put up a few of those photos in our Facebook page down the road to celebrate how we did uh, Easter together apart. Let you wrap your head around that for just a minute there. <laughs> Last thing that we want to share is remind you guys that uh, there's several different ways to get a hold of us to come and partake of the online uh, services that we're offering right now. Um, the number one way, go to our webpage and check that out. There's all kinds of different options there from YouTube to Vimeo. Um, you can get a, find us on Facebook at Liberty Lake Church. Uh, YouTube channel now, you can find us there at Liberty Lake Church. And uh, as well as Vimeo. So please feel free to do all those things. Uh, if you have a smartphone and you're interested, you can download our church app. Go to your app store, type in Liberty Lake Church, and you'll find our logo there. You can jump in and connect with us there. Um, and obviously, you can call us 
uh, at our at our church phone number that's on the web page there, 509-255-6266. I messed that up the other day, and uh, somebody else, actually it was uh, one of our old pastors from the church from years back, actually texted in on Facebook for me, Steve Allen did, and he's like, hey, hey bud, here's the number. I'm like, man, thank you, Steve, so much. I really needed that. Um, and so it, it, the other thing you can do is email us, so um, at admin at libertylakechurch.com. So I want to introduce Stefan real quick and hear just a little bit from him about his background and, and, and what he's doing, and then we're going to turn it over to our music team. So Stefan, thanks for joining me. Yeah, it's And you here. are married. I'm married. I have two kids, um, a three-year-old, almost four, and then a uh, six-month-old. Wow. And uh, three-year-old is Noah, and he's a ball of energy, just bouncing off walls. And um, Raina who's six months is, uh, she's just stolen my heart. <laughs> yeah, she's it's crazy. Doll. It's crazy. Um, but, uh, I, I guess my journey in getting to know God has, I mean, started at a young age. You know, I had a lot of questions Yeah, and I am so thankful to, um, to my parents, to my mom and to my dad. They just instilled, they, they let me know that there's, there are answers to those right, questions. Right. Um, and showed me where to where to search for those things, and eventually that led me to um, a Bible college that I went to for four years and learned some original languages and uh, just delved as deep as I could into Scripture. Um, and then after Bible college, it was it was like, okay, what now? You know, do I go into the ministry or? Um, and <laughs> that's debatable. I mean, life is ministry. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but I I was just excited to apply the things I'd learned. So I got married, <laughs> <laughs> which was a a huge battleground. <laughs> uh, Opportunity for oppor- growth is how I like to yeah yeah how I like to I, call I, them. <laughs> no, I learned when I got married that <clears throat> I didn't realize how selfish I was oh, until man. I married my wife, and that has yep. nothing to do with her, but everything to do with me. Yep. Um, and then it just, it was a, a whammy effect of having two more kids and realizing exponentially how much more selfish I am, how much I need Christ. And, um, currently I'm working as an electrician. Right. Um, so it's a great place to meet rough people yep. <laughs> and share, and share the word. And I hope that, uh, I hope that I'm not just a hearer of the word, but a, but a doer like Amen. we're going to talk about tonight. Yeah. But. That's my checkered past. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yep. Well, great. I'm glad to have you. I have it on good authority that your bride's a little upset with me um, <laughs> because I got you online in front of a camera before she did. So uh, your bride runs a, a cosmetic uh, online cosmetic business, and she does a lot of live video stuff. So she was hassling me uh, the other day about the fact that you were going to yeah. join me on a video. I mean, I'm, first, not, I'm so. not too comfortable with uh, having makeup put on my face. <laughs> this is more comfortable for me. So. I, I told, I was going to tell her I'll volunteer to be one of her, one of her students one of these days and she can doll me up. But <laughs> She um, could give you hair. That would be awesome. That would be pretty cool. I've awesome. never seen that. I haven't either. <laughs> well, it's been, I've, saw, I've seen me with her. Anyway, uh, back, to, back to what we're doing. Really excited, you guys, tonight. We're going to be in James chapter 1. Uh, we're going to pick up. We actually, we're, we're taking on way more than what we can chew. Oh, yeah. uh, Stefan and I were sitting in the back going over it again tonight going, oh, man, how are we going to get through all this? So we have no idea where we're going to finish today, but we're going to start in James chapter 1, verse 19, after the worship team leads us in a couple of songs this evening. So thanks again for joining us. And uh, I just hope that you are blessed as we are, as we wrestle through the word tonight and as we are encouraged with music uh, and turn our eyes to the Lord. So thank you for being here. We'll be back uh, and start our Bible study here in just a moment. Won't you join us with My Heart is Yours? my trust Jesus 
are my God and you are enough Jesus Jesus my heart is yours my heart is yours take it all take it all my life in your hands my heart is yours my heart is yours take it all take it all my life in your hands i lay down my life i take up my cross jesus God, whatever the cost, Jesus, oh Jesus, my heart is yours, my heart is yours, take it all, take it all, my life in your hands, my heart Take it all, take it all, my life in your hands. Take it all, take it all, my life in your hands. All to Jesus I surrender all. To you I freely give, oh I will ever Love and trust you in your presence I will live and all to Jesus I surrender all to you I freely give oh I will ever love and trust you with Take My Life.
Father God, we just um, ask that you would, uh, you would take our hearts, Father, and uh, just mold us to your likeness um, and to your will. I pray a blessing on um, Shane and Stefan's uh, message tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Man, thanks again for joining us, you guys. Uh, glad to, to be here. Glad to be doing this. I hope you're in your Bibles to James chapter 1. Uh, we're going to be starting in verse 19. Um, I've asked Stephen to read the passage, and uh, he's going to be reading out of the NASB. And so if it's different than that's what's on your screen or in your Bible, that's all right. Just, just follow us along, um, and uh, you, you'll catch up when we get to the end, if need be. So all right. um, let's go ahead and begin. We'll read that passage. This you know, my beloved brethren, but everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. Therefore putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness, in humility receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. But prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. But one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in what he does. If anyone thinks himself to be religious, and yet does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's religious religion is worthless. Pure and undefiled religion in the sight of our God and Father is this to visit orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself unstained by the world. Wow, there is, there is a lot in that text. Um, and again, when I, when I first pulled it out, I thought, man, this, it's a good block. It all goes together. And as we started talking about it, as I started working through it this week, I was like, <laughs> ah, shoot, this is going to be a ton of material. So I don't know if we're going to get all the way through, but we want to jump in and get started. Um, the, the very first thing that we see is that um, James is challenging us to be uh, slow to speak. Slow to speak. And, or, or, well, actually, see, I keep doing that. I, <laughs> I, I want to I skip right past the uh, quick to listen part. <laughs> that's, that's tough. Actually listening to people, engaging them, not... Because that comes first. You have to hear first. To even be able to... To be able to... Answer. You yeah. know what I do wrong? And this is what I do wrong often. Somebody will start to talk, and I'll actually be thinking of my response to something that they said, <laughs> and I'll stop listening to what they're saying. And so I, I may respond, be responding to something that they said way earlier and miss the rest of that conversation because I'm not listening anymore. Yeah. I'm actually... I'm, I'm getting ready to speak. Yeah, it's like the assumption is you can't do both. You know, I mean, you have to choose which one you're going to do at any given moment. Yeah. And then do it, you know? Right. Well, isn't it interesting, too? I thought it was something just grabbed me. It's interesting that he ties slow to anger with slow to speech, not slow to greed, not slow to lust, not slow to all kinds of other things that we, that we know are, are issues of sin that are, mm -hmm. that are listed in Scripture. Mm -hmm. He ties anger to that. Um, I feel like he was talking to me particularly, like James was sitting there going, man, Shane in 2020 is really going to need to hear this. <laughs> I, know, I know that's not true, but man, it applies to me, I think, quite a bit. I think it applies to all of us. Yeah. I mean, if we're honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the passage that I grabbed, uh, I, I, I'm really excited to read this one. Um, I have been trying, I, I, you know I love the Old Testament, mm -hmm. um, and I, I know so little about Hebrew, um, which is one of the reasons that I love hanging out with you and Tyler, uh, because you guys are all, I'm always learning something about Hebrew. I'm learning, I'm learning more about the, the text and scripture um, when I'm interacting with you guys around the Old Testament text. And I found in this process of being slow to speak, quick to listen and slow to speak, I found a text in Ecclesiastes that I just loved and I want to share with everybody because I think it's profound and it it gave me a moment of awe today. Um, it, yesterday as I read it, and again today as I read it, it just put me in a spot of worship and, and reverent awe of God. Um, and I think it, that might, I might be getting close to that, maybe beginning to, 
almost fear, you know, almost a right trembling before the presence of God. Mm. Um, and this was the text. Um, I'm going to read it for you here right now. It is Ecclesiastes 5, uh, verses 1 and 2. And please h- highlight this in your Bible if you're okay with putting notes in that. You, you want to be able to come back and find this. It says, guard your steps when you go to the house of God. To draw near to listen is better than to offer the sacrifice of fools, for they do not know that they are doing evil. Be not rash with your mouth, nor let your heart be hasty to utter a word before God. For God is in heaven, and you are on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. Man, I don't know if I do that well. When you think about difficulties or you think about conflict in your life, aren't we tempted to just run like we run to the throne? We're kind of the idea of coming to him quiet with, with the intent of hearing from him. I, I don't know if I think of the word that way. Yeah, it's almost like God's telling us, slow down, you know, think about what you're going to say first. You know, don't just start talking. Yeah. <laughs> I think the helpful part for me in that text, too, is wrestling with it's in the presence of God, remembering, remembering that we're, when we're going to prayer, when we're talking with the Lord, we're in his presence. It's, not, it's not, not quite the same as with you and me. I would never want to say something stupid or foolish or harmful uh, because I, I would be concerned about it affecting my relationship with mm-hmm. you. That, that would be something I would be deeply concerned about. But it's different when we go before the God of the universe. It, it should be. Like there, there should be a, a some level of reverence and contemplation that enters our heart to say. I, I, anyway, I just love that and text, and that's confusing to work out too, because you know we call him Abba, Father, right? As well, and yes. and I and I compare. I'll, I have learned so much about my relationship with God in having a family, in being a father, and working with you know my son who's be, beginning to talk and just understand things right you can communicate with them a little better yep and i realized the other day that there is such a thing as a stupid question (laughs) (laughs) but i've been talking to god like there's no such thing as a stupid question yeah you know and and i love my son yes absolutely but absolutely you know i why <laughs> That's the worst word in the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that exactly. one drove me nuts. My why? boys be like, "Why? Why? Just why? told you why." <laughs> That's the only why to the answer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I know God Man. does it for us too. <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder if that's why He puts slow to anger in this process. Because I cannot tell you how many times I will lose my temper with with, especially as my boys got older. I I I. There's times where I go back and I look at how I responded to my children and I think, God, why, how come you let me have them? Because I, I feel so inadequate in mm. how I responded and at times responding in anger or frustration or, or exhaustion and not, not like this, not, not yeah. with the gracious, kind, loving, careful approach. Um, so, yeah, isn't that interesting? I, does God, I feel like God does this at times for us too where he doesn't, I, there's times where I feel like he doesn't speak right back. It's almost like he's waiting to see if we're done. Mm-hmm. Are you done talking? Are, are you done telling me all the things that you think you want? And I feel, I'm like, okay, just talk. Well, you're not ready to hear yet, so yeah. I'm going to wait a little bit longer. I, yeah. I wonder if that's actually some of how he interacts with me because I tend to be the blabbermouth and, and talk about it. Well, we're only going to listen when we decide to listen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. When we're ready. So, when we're ready. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, and, and there's no point in God talking to us if we're not in that place. Yep. Kind of, kind of some irony with the whole COVID-19 thing. Cause I mean, you take, you take any side, you take the side of people that don't think it's something to be very careful with the side of the people that think it's something to be terrified about. Mm-hmm. You take any one of those and you go and try and share with them the other person's opinion and and in, unless they have a deep meaningful relationship that is worth more than their opinion at that point you won't be able to have a conversation with them yeah there there will be no communication so interesting isn't that crazy <laughs> it is I, I don't know if uh i know for myself being quick to listen 
That's one of the things I'm wrestling with, and I don't do that well. I tend to have something to say. In fact, I suffer from uh, the uh, some kind of disorder, I'm sure. Uh, when things get quiet, I want to fill the space with something. Um, and I know that's a personality thing because I know my other people don't don't have that same desire, but I tend to. You're you're a Peter, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably really true. <laughs> I need a I need a bigger foot for my mouth though because <laughs> I can fit both of them in right now. I think. <laughs> yeah, so so true. Well, we have a couple of Proverbs. I, I don't want to read those uh, tonight, but I want to give you the references. Um, if you haven't printed them up off the, the outline, we have that online. You can find it under Sermon Notes um, on our webpage. But if you don't have that, take a minute tonight before you close your Bible, Before when we're all done, just, just write these down somewhere on a piece of paper. Uh, Proverbs 10, you want to write down Proverbs 10, verses 19 through 21. Um, my favorite is uh, is Proverbs 17, 27 through 28. And the reason I love 28 is it's, I, was telling, uh, I was telling Stefan earlier that that passage I used all the time for my boys because it's the one that says, even a fool seems wise when he keeps his mouth shut. I love that passage. <laughs> my boys thought I liked it too much. So I apologize, <laughs> gentlemen. Uh, and then the last passage is Proverbs 14, 29. Be sure to write those down. Proverbs 10, 19 through 21, Proverbs 17, 27 through 28, and Proverbs 14, 29. The next thing that we see in this process is put away rampant, what is it, rampant filthiness? Put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness. And you were sharing with me just that word put away and, and kind of how it grabbed you. Would, you. would you talk about that a little bit with us? Yeah, well, I... I... I noticed the terminology. Um, it, it it has a direct crossover to um, to Paul's words. Paul yeah, is always yeah, talking right. about putting on and putting off, and specifically in the order of putting off first. Right. Right. But the issue is that if you put off something, if you put off unrighteousness and anger and malice and envy, you're left empty. So we're we're given instruction to put on Christ. And put yeah. on the mind of Christ, and, and that's that's displayed in in this text as well. And I don't know if Paul got that from James, or um, you know, and he got it from the Lord, or how that all worked out. But um, I think it's a beautiful picture of um, of the saved of salvation, right? Of, right. Um, of growing closer to God, learning how to live in this life that's in a way that's pleasing to him yeah, yep. and experiencing Christ and putting Christ on like you would a garment. So we're not left naked and right. exposed. And ex- yeah. Like, like Adam and Eve, you know, in the beginning yep. they were, um, they were naked and exposed, but they didn't, they had, they had relationship with Christ and they didn't feel guilt until they sinned against God. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, at that point in time, God, cast them out of the garden he he you know he cursed them both man and woman varying curses but interestingly he clothed them right you know covered yeah yeah and he that, and and yeah. in revelations we hear that jesus the christ is the lamb slain from the foundation of the world and i just wonder if if that is the covering you know yep that adam and eve were covered with Jesus Christ, the lamb slain from the foundation of, of the world. And, and they saw that symbology going forward right, in their life that, that we messed up, but God still has a plan for us. Yep. Yeah. That's the beauty of that picture, and I, and I love that because the illustration is simple enough for us to understand. We, we put on and put off clothing on a regular basis. Uh, isn't the struggle for us at times uh, we don't see... We don't see sin the same way God does. One, we don't take it seriously. We don't we don't see it in this with the same kind of of um, uh, for the the same kind of damage, the same kind of 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 significance that God does. Mm-hmm. We, we tend to see it as more of the oops. It's more of the oops. Did it? I did which, it again. Which I think directly relates. Sorry to. Yeah. No. 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 Directly no. relates to um, why we should not be quick to anger. Because we don't have the proper attitude towards sin and really understand 
the implications of our sin. Yeah. And we can't, if we're quick to anger, we're going to mess up. Only God can be quick to anger because he's righteous. Right. And he's not. That's the crazy. I mean, he's slow to anger. But he could be if he, he wanted could be. to be. I know. He could be, and he chooses not to be. He, yeah. It's like, that, what, what a profound truth in, a, in the reality of that when he's calling us to be like him, to, to, to actually reflect him, because we're his children now. We're, we're implanted into his family. We, we are in those moments. And so he's calling us to be like Christ, to live in that line of, of um, in the heritage of God, if you will, in, the, in that idea. And so it, it really is interesting that you actually will see him in, I think it's in uh, Exodus, where, where he's actually meeting with Moses, and he slows, he's, a, he's a God that's slow to anger. And I'm like, man, he really is. If you look at the Old Testament, he's very slow to anger. He waits, it's and like, patient, and patient. And now he's telling us to be slow to anger. It's like, well, just be like me. Right? <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's the simplicity that's the of this message That's what here. I'm thinking when I'm driving down the road in my car. Be like Jesus. Be like Jesus. Be, <laughs> that's what I need. I need, a, I need a, a dashboard sticker that says, be like Jesus, not like you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be okay. If only Jesus drove a car or I a know, Mustang. Right? He, yeah. I, he, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if I could convince him to drive a Mustang. I just don't know if that'd be a, quite the car that he would choose. Uh, that's, that is awesome. And I, I love the connection here. You know, we talk about, we're talking about this idea of putting away and, and the context of putting on the righteousness of God. What I love about what James does, though, is he ties us right to the Word. He brings us back to the implanted Word, that, to receive with meekness or humility, depending on what translation you have. I think, I think one of them translated it as humility, with mm-hmm. humility. Um, but he's actually saying that, um, I mean, we'll just go back and reread the verse. It's always good to see it again. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your soul. Um, and, and so I love the fact that in, I think, part of what we're seeing in here is one of the ways that we put off this stuff, one of the ways that we deal with the, the flesh, we deal with the, the rampant wickedness and, and the, all the filth. That, that comes from our flesh is that we receive, we actually, we actually take in this word of God, mm-hmm. the implanted word of God that's planted in our hearts. Um, I, I think that's a, it's an incredible connection for us to wrestle with uh, and to think about as far as how we live with that truth. Yeah. And it's so, when you think about it in the, in that terminology too, it's, it's, it's so abstract thinking about right. a word that's implanted in our hearts. Yeah. Like, gonna, how, yeah. how does that physically happen? You know, how does that change us? Um, I, I think at the end of the day, you just have to conclude, look at, look at the fruit, you know. Is it affecting your life? Right. You know, it, are all these, is the, the application of God's word in your life, in your family, at work, is that affecting people around you? Their yeah. attitudes, um, you know, is it, are you bringing light to the world? Right. And I mean, this COVID-19 thing, it's, it's the perfect opportunity. Absolutely. To apply this. You know, I've, I've noticed people, it's so easy to start a conversation with somebody because of COVID-19. Yep. It's like, have you ever noticed going down a back road that people will wave at you? Yep. Well, it's because you have something in common with them. You're both driving that back road. Right. Well, it's the same thing with COVID-19. It's like, everybody has a story everybody's affected or knows somebody that's affected they're affected by the quarantine life's rough yep you know we can talk about that absolutely and we can have joy and peace yeah in in christ in this time i've actually talked to more of my neighbors right now because of this than i have (laughs) of anything else because for the first time in in three years of living in our house um, my bride and I have been out walking and running into neighbors who normally would have been at work at that time, but are home mm. and walk in the streets. Yeah. Yeah. People are waving at me for some reason. It's weird. All kinds of people are waving. <laughs> it's a, it's really, it is a unique time in our culture and in our history. One of the questions that I was, I was wrestling with, I'm going to ask it. I'm just going to be in a, a, okay. a royal pain and ask okay. the question. Um, I've been wrestling with this, you guys, and this is the question. It's for all of us to wrestle with. We, I've got uh, just another text or two that I want us to, to grab a hold of and, and talk about it. I'd really like to get to Jeremiah and, and to look at the, the new covenant. I just I love that picture. But here's my question. 
Have, have you changed more in your life to prevent or uh, or address the COVID-19 thing than you have to address the sin issue that, that we all deal with in our lives? I, I think uh, that I've been convicted by that as I've been watching my own behavior, my own my own lifestyle changes around the recommendations of the COVID-19, around um, the medical concerns, around dealing with people and isolation and going shopping and all the stuff that we're doing. Uh, my bride and I, we've even we've even decided that what we were going to try and help some local businesses. So we changed our budget a little bit to try and fit in a few more dinners out because we were going to try and help people locally. Mm-hmm. Now the conviction is when I'm seeing sin that God's words test telling me about, am I changing my lifestyle? Am I changing to address sin when the Bible says that the result of that is death? Am I telling my neighbors about it? Am I, am I, I mean, it's amazing to me how many people are on Facebook telling people to stay home and stay safe. I, I wonder if, if we're as vocal about our faith as we are about our concerns about COVID-19 or our opposition to COVID-19, whatever this is. It's just, it's mind-boggling. It's been mm-hmm. super convicting to me to say, am I, have I changed more for this than I have for the virus, the deadly, absolute killer of all mankind, sin? And the answer is, unfortunately, probably yes. More of my life has changed in the last two weeks than what it has for issues of sin that I've seen that God has convicted me of in the Word. That's horrible. Sobering. It it should cause us to probably go back to Ecclesiastes and walk into the prayer room with the Lord and shut up and just wait for Him to talk. Mm Um. Because it, it should, it, I don't know, it, it, it's really been wrecking my heart going, why is this what it took to get me moving? To shake up my, my religious pattern or system or, 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 I don't know. Anyway, that's what I've been wrestling with. Now that, you all have to wrestle with it. Sorry. You Not know, sorry. And, and I, I do think it has everything to do with our culture, too, um, in the fact that we just were in this bubble in America, you know, in, in complacency, um, yeah. comfort, know, we're comfortable. Yeah. We're definitely comfortable here. And Satan has different tactics in America in a first world country than he does in a third world country. No you doubt. Know, I think he's much more out in the open a third, in a third world country, but here it's the reason we're feeling this so <laughs> much is that it's shaking us out of that state of complacency. Yeah. I hope. Yep. You know, and and hopefully it points us back to the solid rock that we can lay our foundation, the cornerstone being Christ. Yeah. And and not um hoarding toilet paper. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt, right? <laughs> oh. Man, without TP, I don't know what we do. <laughs> um well one of the passages that I want to look at when we talk about this idea of receiving the word, um, let's just jump in and look at Ephesians chapter one, um, verse 13 and 14. Um, I'm going to read those, and then if you want to, when we get done with this, I'll, I'll send you to Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34. Okay. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it. To the praise of his glory. That, that's that picture again of the implanted word, the promised Holy Spirit, which is the seal. It's what, it what, it's what marks us and guarantees our inheritance. Mm-hmm. It, the, the, the praise of his glory, when we receive the word of God and believe it, it, it results in salvation. It results in um, that, that idea of being redeemed. You and I were talking about kind of salvation a little bit, the, the, the breadth of that word. That it's yeah. not it's not as simple as what what we at times think it is. Well, I've been saved. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, we uh, for some reason we use it in a lot of different ways in the church. Um, and I I usually thinking about it. I go back to thinking about Christ and and his ministry, and um, he his miracles are signs of of an inner spiritual truth, right? That's ha- that's going on, right? And yep. so he's, he's, he's healing, you know, people with, with 
physical hands that are missing. Right. You know, yep. or legs or feet. And um, that Stuff word that is, they'd never seen before. Yeah. And they were going, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like the healing that we see today. Um, but that word is sozo. It's, it's the word to save, you know? And it's, it's contextually, and at the root of that word is, is the idea of being made whole. Right. You know, right. and it's not more than not. It's used as a participle in the Greek, which means that it's it's an ongoing thing. Okay, and it's a process. So we step into a relationship with Christ. We put on Christ, and we learn how to have victory, to put off sin, and be made whole in every aspect of our life. If 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 He healed the hands um, of of a man, He he helped. It's like he's able to do things now. You know, if he healed the feet, he can walk. He can. Yeah. He can. Well, it, and it actually completed his life because in that economy, especially without hands and feet, how did you work? How did you provide? Mm-hmm. So it did more than just fixed him. It also created provision for family, for the next. You know, beyond. I mean, it was really a broad picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here, so we have spiritual hands and spiritual feet that he's. He's pointing at, you know, are we cripples? Yep. And we can be healed from, from that, being, being spiritually crippled. So be a good illustration would be like if I was to go and start trying to work out and I were to go and pick up a really, really large weight and lift it one time and then go, okay, I'm good. <laughs> and then, you know, Ian would look at me and say, that's foolish because, number one, you're going to not be able to walk tomorrow. <laughs> and number two... That muscle has nothing. It's gained nothing. There's yeah. been there's no improvement. There's there's possibly just damage. But if I were to go in and and begin the process and take it from the beginning work and work up to that and be faithful and consistent and and actually go in and exercise. Paul likes that term. Mm-hmm. He, he loves that competitive physical activity of yep. competing in the games. At that time, it was a great illustration there. But actually working it out and exercising and putting in the practice and the time, over time, I would become stronger. I would become more capable. And at some point, I'd be able to lift that larger weight with, with good success yeah. and without doing damage. And it, I think, it takes application, not just, not just hearing the word, but, right. but doing it. But actually being doers, yeah. actually getting out and physically doing the yeah. work. And I, I, it's cool that you bring that up because, I, I mean, we look, we can see the physical world around us. It's very apparent to us. We see cause and effect relationships yep, all yep, around yep, us. All the time. Yet we forget to realize that the spiritual is causing the physical. Right. And that it's even more a reality for the spiritual to have those cause and effect relationships. And <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that's why it's out of the heart. It speaks the mouth. Yeah. That's what's wrong with us coming quickly to anger is because when we're not quick to listen and we are quick to speak and we're quick to anger, typically whatever the blackness of that heart that is, that is there is the first thing out of our mouth. Mm. That, that's a painful reality when your boys start repeating it. Yeah. Just so you know. Just a, <laughs> yeah, it's... just a little tidbit from an old guy that screwed that up a couple of times. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like, but you see the physical uh, reality, the 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 laws of physics. Yep. Why don't we think of the laws of of the spirit? Right. Well, and we're given them. Yeah. You know, the law of liberty. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And isn't it funny? It's I, it's got to be because we're not physically touching it. It's because we don't we're not connecting the dots to the reality, to the gravity of it, to the to the supernatural uh, uh, um, weight. And, mm-hmm. and connection to God, which is one of the reasons I love, I really want to grab Jeremiah. Okay. Um, I, I hope this connects the dots because when we talk about the implanted word of God and how it can save our souls, um, and it's, it's critical, I think, when we think about being doers of the word to understand the, the implant, the, the inward nature of the word of God, that it, that it comes from the Holy Spirit, that it's, that it's our receiving it, but then him empowering and, and causing it to be um, exposed. But turn, turn to Jeremiah um, with us, you guys, and look at Jeremiah 31, verse 31. This is one of my favorite Old Testament prophecies um, recently. I just really love what this particular 
prophecy says about the Word of God. Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant which I made with their fathers in the day I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant, which they broke, although I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. But this is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and on their heart I will write it, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. They will not teach again, each man, each man his neighbor and each man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and their sin I will remember no more. That's such a profound thing to say to the nation of Israel who has the law from Moses, the Ten, the Ten Commandments, the sacrificial system, the way to deal with sin. And, and here God's promising this new covenant. And, and if you go back in Jeremiah, you actually see in other spots where he talks about this new covenant again, about the, the seed of David and this, you know, the, 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 the king, the, the coming king that's going to do this and do it all right, mm-hmm. and it's going to be done. And it's just a beautiful picture of what Jesus did on the, thro- on, on the cross um, through his death, burial, and resurrection and, and making this new covenant. It's what we see him doing in the Passover when he says, this is a new covenant in my blood. Mm. And it's establishing this. And I love that he ends it, that he will forgive their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more. But the, the words written on our hearts. The, uh, the word in Hebrew to write is literally to carve. Wow. It, it's permanent. Yeah. And, and in ancient cultures, there was um, a language called cuneiform, and they, they, would, they used to write on stone or on clay, and then it would, they'd just get it wet and wipe it away. Oh, wow. But the Ten Commandments and what God wrote on was not clay. <laughs> right. And it was carved. So it couldn't and, be washed off. And this is carved in our hearts. Yeah. Permanently marked. Mm. I think the startling part of that text, when we start thinking about what what the implications of James is saying, that that we're putting off um, all the filthiness, we're putting away rampant wickedness, we're receiving the implanted word in our hearts, and and that we're going to become doers, not just hearers. And then he ends the whole thing with this idea of worthless religion. If we're not going to control our tongues, if we're not going to manage what comes out of our mouth, what we say in a way that reflects the glory of God, or in a way that honors God, that our religion is worthless. And I, when, when he says in here that um, I will be their God and they will be my people, um, I think, he, yeah, um, uh, verse four, uh, 34, he says, um, they will no longer say to their neighbor and to his brother, know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest of them, declares the Lord. And I just, I, I go back to that Matthew 7 where the Lord says to, to many who will come to him and say, Lord, Lord, we did all this in your name, and he'll say, depart from me, I never knew you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, prof- it's kind of sobering for me when I think about this new covenant, what Jesus says about those who follow him, what James is saying about what it looks like in our lives to be faithful, to be in his kingdom, to be children of God to have lives that reflect in action the things that we claim to believe. And it's a little sobering for me as I look at even my own life, as I look at our culture of Christianity, to say, are we those people? Do we have a religion? I mean, think about all the, the if I just think through the, the people that I watch on Facebook, um, and, and at times myself, I'm tempted to, to say things and to, to lash out at people because I, I see things that I think are just dumb. And I'm like, I want to tell him, man, you're the dumbest person I've ever seen. But I don't, <laughs> because I, I, I'm desperately concerned that I would actually reflect a bad, I'd give God a bad reflection. I, I would actually tarnish his name because of some of those things. But James is saying that if we're not going to control that, if we're not going to take control of our tongue, that our religion is worthless. Ah. Does that, man, does that count if it's in my car and nobody else is with me? 
Obviously, yeah. <laughs> but that's sobering to me. That's deeply sobering. Yeah, I, the tongue is so close to the to the heart. It seems like there, it's there's connected. Yeah, there's 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 definitely not a disconnect anywhere between there. They're yeah, they're one and the same almost. Well, let's wrap this up. What what were we challenged to do with our religion? What is pure religion at the end of James? care for the orphans and widows in their time of affliction and to not be tainted by the world. What a great application. I, I think we as the church could probably just take that verse. Uh, do, we need a, do, you get, do we need a lot of application for that? Do we need help understanding what that verse means? I feel like we shouldn't. I feel like as believers we can read that verse and go, oh, I think I know what he's saying. Yeah, and I don't think he's saying that's it. No. Know? Like, that's not all of religion. That's not the pinnacle, Here's that's a, not the whole thing. Here's a sample. Go do this, right. and you'll figure it out. <laughs> Is that really just the start here? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Man, you guys, we got so much to do. I am convinced that we just have a lot of work to do to understand, to have a right relationship with God, that we would come to him and not be complaining, not be explaining our case, not be demanding that he responds to us, but that we would listen, and then we, we would respond to his word in such a way that reflected glory on him and the evidence of our heritage, if you will, that we're his children, mm. that we're reflecting that. Good talk. <laughs> I know it's not empty. I know we didn't empty the whole no, thing. No. Love being here with Thanks you guys. Hang on. I'll have just a moment, a couple of thoughts here to wrap up after our closing song with our worship team. Thank you guys for being here and, and playing for us. Um, thanks, Stefan, for being here. What a, what a great time it was and a joy for me. Um, so I'll be back in just a moment and uh, close us with just a couple of thoughts. Won't you join us with Here's My Heart? my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Speak what is true. Here's my heart, my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Speak what is true. Yes, I am found. I am yours. I am loved. I'm made Oh
to hear we have to be quiet and listen right quick to listen slow to speak slow to anger i'm just encouraged now i want to leave you with this just that awe moment of of being in the presence of god ecclesiastes 5 1 and 2 guard your steps when you go to the house of god to draw near to listen is better than to offer the sacrifice of fools for they do not know that they are doing evil Be not rash with your mouth, nor let your heart uh, be hasty to utter a word before God. For God is in heaven. You are here on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. And I want to encourage you tonight. I I hope you were encouraged by being in the Word. I want to encourage all of us to consider what God would have us to do, even in this moment as as life's unsettled for what we're used to. Uh, Church is being done differently than what we're used to, different than I've ever experienced. But we're not out of the hand of God. We're not out of the presence of God. We are under a new covenant, and he's indwelt us, and and he's given us the Holy Spirit to to empower, to take his word, to be the light to the community. And we saw in James, even tonight, that that we want to be doers, not just hearers. And our religion that is pure, it, it starts with caring for those in need and not being tainted by the world. So as you consider what it means this evening, uh, to follow the Lord, to be a disciple. I want to really challenge you um, to maybe consider taking Solomon's challenge to heart. Go to the Lord, spend time in prayer, and, and maybe for for a season we should be quiet and listen for him to speak and uh, recognize who it is that we're coming to, who it is that we're praying to, who it is that we're worshiping when we sing, when we when we exalt him, when we tell our neighbors about the Lord, um, when we get angry and words rush out of our mouths, um, we're standing before the God of creation. We are his representatives. We're his children. And we have a a great deal uh, to learn, I think, about hearing from him and about being his representatives, being ambassadors for Christ. So go with the Lord this week. I want to encourage and, and, and just challenge every one of us to listen for the Lord to speak this week. May God bless you as you pursue him, as you draw near to him. And uh, thanks for joining us again tonight. Look forward to seeing you um, in the remainder of the week. And uh, at 10 o'clock in the morning, we have a devotion time Monday through Friday. And, uh, and we'll see you on Sunday, Easter Sunday, as we celebrate the resurrection of our risen Lord and his victory over death and sin and the reason for our hope. And and our courage in this time. So God bless. Have a good night. We'll see you later.